As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Hi, I'm Dana Whittle, American by birth, naturalized Canadian, Quebecois at heart, and this is Pas d'accent. Born when I began documenting my experiences as a musician, designer, writer, and bilingual immigrant here in Quebec. Produced by Visu Media, Podexa is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and your favorite podcast app. You can also support it by visiting Visu Media on Patreon.com. By the way, I love your accent. My radio's frozen. There's nothing coming in but the snow and the sleet and wind. Cause the windows are open. It was a bitterly cold mid February week in the province of Quebec and we were recovering from yet another foot of fresh snow that had buried most available parking spaces and nearly all of the sidewalks of Montréal. I was attending the 2019 Folk Alliance International Conference in the Fairmount Queen Elizabeth Hotel, famous for the 1969 bed-in where John Lennon and Yoko Ono promoted world peace and got a lot of folks thinking. I invited artists, managers, presenters, and other folk industry players to sit down with me and share their thoughts on the topic of showcasing. For the uninitiated, showcasing is when artists perform a short set, usually 15 to 30 minutes at most, sometimes very, very late at night, as in two or three in the morning, hopefully in front of people who will hire them. Conference participants come from all over North America, Europe, and even the Asia-Pacific countries. The Folk Alliance Conference is the world's largest gathering of folk industry movers and shakers, and most years, there are literally hundreds of showcases, both formal and informal. The formal ones take place in hotel function rooms with proper sound systems and lighting. The informal variety, often acoustic or only minimally amplified, are housed in several floors worth of hotel rooms and suites usually with beds removed to create space, or in some cases with audiences sitting on the bed. It is the ultimate test of an artist's ability to impress up close and personal, and of the showcase presenter's ability to create an enticing ambiance with extremely limited options. Decorations tend to be highly creative. Inflatable palm trees, parachutes creating a nomadic tent effect, and snacks are inventive too. Poutine and bagels, or popcorn because nobody can resist the smell. And of course, there are lots of free alcoholic beverages to keep the target audience hanging around, sometimes on ice in the bathtub. The drinks, that is. There are many opinions about the whole idea of doing showcases. There is generally a fee to apply, and the jury must consider a broad variety of genres, even under the folk umbrella. Not an easy task. Conference organizers present the more formal showcases, and private groups present the hotel room version often inviting a curated mix of artists designed to lure presenters. 
artists are not paid to perform, conference attendance and travel are expensive, and the competition for all types of showcases is fierce. For this reason, some artists refuse to participate on principle, but most accept that it is a part of the overall promotion necessary to further one's career. I've been to a lot of conferences and showcased or been a showcase presenter at quite a few in many different cities. I'm pretty sure that no conference hotel has ever been truly prepared for what it will be like to have every nook and cranny, from the lounges to the hallways to the elevators, overflowing with musicians and their music. This year was no different. Each day, I set up my makeshift studio on a granite table in the center of the aisle that ran past the exhibitor booths. After rounding up a few initial guests, I ended up with a steady stream of willing subjects, and frequently with a live band, Irish, bluegrass, blues, playing in the background as we talked. I asked my guests to share a bit about themselves, their thoughts about the whole showcasing thing, and their hottest tip for showcasing artists. Here's what they told me. I'm Alan Gerber. I live in the Laurentian Mountains, north of Montreal. I'm originally from Chicago, and I've, I've played lots of music. I've, I've appeared with all kinds of people. I've appeared with Bob Dylan, B.B. King, John Lee Hooker, Janis Joplin, Sonny Terry and Brian McGee. done lots of stuff. Lately, I've made a couple CDs with my children, my son Eli, my daughter Hannah. My last CD is called Somewhere In Between. And Steve Van Sant, Bruce Springsteen's guitar player, who has the radio show Little Steven's Underground Garage, he picked one of my songs from that CD called Four Riders. And he picked it as one of the coolest songs in the world, and he played it all summer on Little Steven's Underground Garage, all over the place. And we're, it must have gotten lots of plays because I actually made royalties from digital radio. Imagine that. And here I am. I haven't done this in a long time. It's crazy, really crazy. The big schmooze. It's the big schmooze. You never know who you're going to meet, if anybody. You know, some of my best connections I've met in the hall. You know, at 11 o'clock in the morning in the hallway of the hotel. and You just never know what's going to happen. And if you're not ready for it, it can be... It can drive you to insanity. Well, it's not just the showcase. That's a tip. It's what you do to get people to come to your showcase. You should, you should have some postcards, some business cards, and you have to go to people, talk to people, make them interested in what you do, and try and fill up that room. You know, it's not a gimme. It's just because you have a showcase that there are going to be people sitting in the chairs. You know what I mean? And, uh, and don't expect anything. I've had, you know, sometimes I've gotten some wonderful things. It just takes one good connection to make it worthwhile. One big festival that you want to get into that makes everything worthwhile. It's extremely expensive. I can't imagine how they, they want all these folk musicians to stay in a hotel that costs, you know, $400 a night. Or two hundred. You know, maybe with the with the deal, it's two hundred and something a night. But there are some great things that happen. What else can I say? I love it. You know, I I can handle three days, and then I need a break. I like the boot. Oh yeah, I totally took your 
That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're way in the back, so. So my name's uh, Alexis Campagne, Alexis Campagne, um, and I'm my own uh, singer-songwriter, fiddle player, um, and I've done, I have a, grew, up, grew up playing folk music with my parents. Uh, my mother's a folk singer called Connie Calder from Saskatchewan, but I grew up in Montreal, um, and this is my second year at Folk Alliance uh, as my own artist. And uh, the showcasing thing is definitely a pretty big learning curve. Um, we went to Kansas City last year uh, just to get a feel for it. And if it's possible for anyone to go one year um, and maybe just do a few private showcases just to get a feel for it, take one year to just kind of learn or understand. We went to this first one last year. We got a bit of a hang of it. And then this year, because it was in Montreal, we were kind of, we went with the... Uh, intention of learning more and being more prepared this year. My parents decided to book a, a private showcase room. Unless you're someone big and, and the presenters or the bookers are, are searching, looking out for you, they're very rarely going to just stumble on the room. My mom, Connie Calder, is really, really good at organizing parties and organizing things. And the, she organized the Club Montreal room this year. And she made sure there was fresh poutine uh, at 11 p.m. There were fresh Montreal bagels at 1 so this room went really, really well. We have a good sound system, and we managed to make a small targeted list of people that we really wanted to send to. A lot of people have come to the showcase saying, oh, we came because of your email. You want it to be a direct, personal email because they get billions of emails, and they, you don't want them to hate you. You want them to like you. Um, when it comes to playing the showcase, also it's really important to, to prepare the right set list, time it, make sure you don't go over. Because um, you want to you start with a bang, you want to end with a bang, um, and you want to draw people into the room. I always start with Ain't No Sunshine. First, because they, they love that song. It's a cover. It's a song everybody knows. And as they hear the first two lines, and they're hooked, basically, right? And so tr definitely try to, to, to get that hook for the first song, even if it's not original music. For me, it's worked almost better that it wasn't original because people love what they recognize. But be sure to, to start on and, and end on a big note so that they want to see more and that they want to talk to you after and all that. And so you have to make sure it's timed and you don't, you know, you don't want to get to the second last song and then realize, oh, you can't do the last song. Be prepared. Hello, my name is Amy Alvey. I play in a fiddle and guitar duo called Hoot and Holler. We are based out of Asheville, North Carolina, and play uh, mostly original music that's inspired by old-time Appalachian string band musicians and, and different mountain musicians like Ola Bell Reed or uh, Roscoe Holcomb, but then we also have a lot of inspiration from songwriters like Towns Van Zandt and Gillian Welsh. Um, this is our second Folk Alliance, and we're having a really good time. I would say, you know, our first year was pretty overwhelming. It's going to be overwhelming no matter what, and you kind of feel like there's this pressure of having it be worth it, because it is. It's a lot of money. Essentially, this is a really expensive pay-to-play. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, but out of it, you do get some really, you can get some amazing opportunities, and uh, last year, nothing really tangible came out of it. It's not like we got a specific gig, but it was comforting to hear, talk to other friends and be like, you know what, that's totally normal. You kind of have to invest and go 
a few years in a row build up your name and that's we've definitely felt the effects of that um, from we've been showcasing this year just private showcases no official uh, but after our very first showcase we had a booker come up to us that we've been interested in working with over the past year but had never really gotten a response and you know he hunted me down and we're interested in starting the conversation um, and just you know I've been hearing from different people that there's been people have been talking about us so it's, it's about the buzz and you can get in your head about it and it can feel you can have moments of like a lot of self-doubt because you definitely see people that you're trying to talk to just blatantly ignore you or just not care you know like they just have this glazed overlook but at the end of the day, I think it's just like, you just gotta lean into it. Like, no one really likes self-promoting themselves to this level, but it's been a learning process of just being able to take pride in what I do. A hot tip, if you can swing it, I know some people might not have the fin financial needs, but stay at the hotel for sure. Last year, we stayed at an Airbnb five minutes away, and of course it was way cheaper. This year, though, we, we had the means to stay at the hotel, and it's just so great not having to lug all your instruments around with you everywhere, not to mention coats, because, you know, it's, it's always in the wintertime, so you're, you're, if you're walking around with your down jacket, scarf, gloves, guitar, fiddle, I always just feel nervous about leaving my instruments outside the rooms. Like, I feel like I have way more energy, too, because when you're staying off-site, you kind of have to... You know, you have to worry about parking every time. You have to, your time is worth the money and, and also your mental well-being because you are going to be pushed to the edge. I haven't cried yet this year, but I definitely cried last year at one point of like, uh, this is worth it. My name's Andy Hillhouse. I'm um, the artistic director of the Harrison Festival of the Arts. And I'm a musician who's toured with different bands since sort of the mid-1990s. Um, I came... To the fir my first Folk Alliance was in Washington, D.C. in, uh, I guess, 90, what was it, 95 or 96, maybe? And um, so I've been to a few of the Folk Alliances. I've been to Washington, Cleveland, Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal. I've, I'm here with two hats this year. I'm here as a presenter for the Harrison Festival, and I'm here as a, a musician with a group called the McDades, who had, you know, have a bunch of showcases going on. And so I've kind of, you know, kind of um, have experienced the showcase thing from both sides as someone checking out musicians and someone uh, performing. And, yeah, I guess as a, as a presenter coming to see showcases, I understand, you know, the challenges that are in store having done showcases. And, and you know, what every musician says, I think, is that one of the big challenges is the energy, getting the energy up. Everybody says, you know, by the time the 20 minutes are up, I'm just getting going. That's probably the most common thing. So that's, that's a tough thing to overcome. I think psychologically, you kind of have to power through it with the mindset that your set's almost in full swing already. There's no time to ease into it. If you're used to in a concert, that sort of sense of like gradually sort of, you know, getting an audience to come over to you, I think... You, you know, you sort of have to, like, hit the ground running in a showcase. Uh, and it's as much a psychological thing as, as anything. And unfortunately, there's factors beyond your, your control, right? Like sound. If the sound's not happening, 
and you don't have the control over that, there's nothing much you can do. But uh, the other part of that is if things go wrong, and this is something I really notice, that can be a big, as a presenter, that's something I notice a lot, is how people deal with it. Because there's a high chance that something might go wrong, even a very small thing in a showcase. It might, it, you know, it might be something to do with um, uh, a cable or, or something like that that just happens, and you've got 20 minutes, and if, you know, if you can deal with it with humor, um, with, um, you know, keeping things moving, might, you know, might even be good to talk with your bandmates ahead of time, stuff like that, like, you know, what do we do if something goes wrong? And keeping it light, keeping it fun, keeping it engaged, not, not being too, uh, taking it all too seriously, taking, you know, because once you show that, it, it, it makes people uncomfortable. And I think, you know, keeping that atmosphere of sort of, you know, fun is, is important. Um, uh, I would say, too, you know, if a tough thing is uh, tough to negotiate in the, the brief time you have in a showcase is, is that, you know, a lot of people, a big part of their act is talking, especially in folk music, you know, introductions. And I think it's important to consider that you might want to take part of your... I've officially arrived at the gym. That's step one. What's step two? I guess just stand here until an idea for a workout routine comes to me? Or maybe step two is flagging down a trainer to help nope, and... no way. I already spent most of my money on the gym membership. I can probably figure it out myself. Or you could try FitBot. It's an app that builds a workout routine for you based on your goals and fitness level. You can even tell it what equipment you have so you can get a plan that's customized just for you. So FitBot does all the planning for me. I don't have to Google random videos hoping they're right for me? That's right. FitBot actually has exercise demo videos for you too. Plus, a whole year of FitBot costs less than a single session with a trainer. Huh. Maybe I'll finally get more than one workout out of my gym membership this year. Download FitBot today and get a 14-day free trial plus 25% off your subscription when you go to fitbot.me slash getfit. That's fitbot.me slash getfit. Some folks don't stop searching till they find the truth. And if you've got the eye of a detective, June's Journey is the game for you. Play as June Parker in a gripping murder mystery adventure as you find hidden objects to help solve her sister's death. You'll hunt for clues in hundreds of beautifully illustrated scenes set in the Roaring Twenties. With more than a thousand scenes filled with clues, there's always something new to discover. You may even trek across the globe for your next lead. Every week, new chapters are added with new characters to meet and places to search. Plus, there are tons of fun, unique features to keep you entertained. From building your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings, to collecting scraps of information on each character to fill your photo album. You can even play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Find your first clue by downloading June's Journey today, available on Android and iOS mobile devices, as well as on PC through Facebook games. Little snippet of time to actually talk to the audience and even sacrifice a little bit of music. If it means cutting out a portion of a song or something, if talking is what you do, then show it. Um, because as someone, you know, I love to know if, if these folks are going to engage the audience uh, with humor and stories and whatever. Because, you know, in, in traditional and folk music, it's such a huge part. You know, when we think of a fiddler like Kevin Burke or the traditional singers that we know, they're always stories. And, and that, that's what gives the music context. And so that's another thing I'd sort of call for. That's my other little 
snippet. How's that? Later on, I move my studio upstairs to one of the showcasing floors around 2 a.m. I am April Virch from Pembroke, Ontario. Oh, you're not going to ask me questions. No, you just want me to talk randomly yeah, about showcasing. Randomly. Okay, showcases. <laughs> um, I think one of the most difficult things uh, is the length of time. Anything less than 30 minutes is really difficult um, for me. Personally, uh, the challenges I face are trying to show everything that I want to show, but the things that catch me up are um, cross-tuning, um, step dancing, and then fitting a song in, but getting my breath back. Um, I use two different pairs of dance shoes. I use like sandpaper, soft shoes, and I use tap shoes. So it's a lot to pace out in a short set because you, you don't have the luxury of um, pacing it the way you would at two 45-minute sets, but you want to show the presenters who are coming to the showcase that you can do all of this stuff. So it's kind of a logistical nightmare. Um, <laughs> the other um, thing I find with the length of showcases is just that it's really difficult sometimes to, to warm up to the crowd um, and to get to know them and to just be able to relax into it. Um, I also really love the acoustic showcases because with such short changeovers, I find that being able to just get up and play acoustically, which we have the luxury of doing in our band, helps a lot because a line check doesn't cut it and, you know, you have no control. Um, so that's one of the things I love about the showcases, specifically here at Folk Alliance. I think the, the best piece of advice I can give, which is something I feel like I've learned over time and many years of showcasing, but I still have to remember it myself, um, is to relax and be yourself and not try and cram so much in... You know, like, it comes across if you're just relaxed and being yourself and sharing instead of trying so hard. And that's really hard sometimes because you've invested a lot of money and you only have a few minutes and you have so much riding on it and all of that's going through your head, but it works against you. <laughs> so, so try and forget all of that and really just communicate and show the, the passion that you have for what you do because that comes across more sometimes even than the music that you play. And it's back downstairs to my exhibit hall studio, where random conference goers stop in for a little break and strike up the conversation. Hi, my name is Gabriel Campagne. Um, I am the lead singer of a band called Les Barricades. We do a sort of mix of, um, of swing jazz, so sort of Django Reinhardt style, uh, 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 what a lot of people out here would call gypsy uh, swing, uh, mixed with more traditional Canadian folk tunes, especially in the songwriting process. I write a lot of the original music for our band, and so I really delve into the, the Francophone and Anglophone traditions of writing music with that sort of twist, you know what I mean? I, I also studied classical music for a long time, so there's a little bit of opera in there as well, every now and again. And my name is Beth Cahill, and I am a member of the way cool band, the Malvinas. And we are a feminist folk trio, and my other bandmates, I'm from Wakefield, Quebec, but uh, my uh, fiddle player, Gina, is from Brobridge, Louisiana, and uh, Lisa Markley is from uh, Woodstock, New York, and um, yeah, we're just, we're just doing music. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Annette, I'm from Copenhagen. Uh, this is my second time at Folk Alliance. Uh, I'm not a musician, singer, or any such thing. Uh, 
I'm a producer uh, and festival director. Uh, I'm the director of Copenhagen World Music Festival and uh, my own organization, Missing Voices, which is an all-woman organization. Um, and we produce concerts, debates, conferences, uh, anything to promote female artists. A long time ago, in 1998, uh, I got together with a couple of friends uh, and started uh, a world music venue in Copenhagen because we didn't have one. Um, and that uh, seems to be uh, a thing that has shaped a lot of things in my life, that uh, people, they say, uh, somebody should do this, somebody should do that. So, okay, I'll do it. And people look and say, you can't do that. No, just watch me. <laughs> um, and uh, then I do stuff, uh, whatever I think is necessary to promote the things I need, I think need pr being promoted. Sometime in the, uh, around 2003, then I started sort of thinking, why am I seeing the same bands again and again? What about the young artists? Uh, and nobody was really doing anything to support the young artists, so I started a festival. Uh, I ca called it the World Upcoming Festival, uh, which was an annual event in Copenhagen for five years. And uh, actually, and that, I'm quite proud of that. Uh, uh, quite a f quite a few uh, very successful bands and solo artists. Uh, they got their start in this. And uh, then after a couple of years, I started thinking, why is it guys all of them? Where are the girls? Why is no one doing anything for the girls? And so, I, uh, and I, 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 of course, I had people working with me uh, at this upcoming festival. And when I tried pushing a couple of girls at them, they were like, "Yeah, boring," like that. And I thought, "Okay, sort off and let me do this by myself." Uh, and so I started Missing Voices, and I started with three girls in Copenhagen ten years ago. And today, I have more than 55 affiliated in nine countries. Uh, and we tour worldwide. Uh, we have produced five albums. We have uh, also we have a music school where we uh, offer free music education uh, to underprivileged children. Uh, I always say that music it speaks not just to your ears but to your feelings, and that's something everybody can understand. Uh, then I of course I look for artists that could be interesting for the festival, and also for me as a as an individual promoter because we also, in Missing Voices, I look for the artists that nobody else will give a break. I look for things that I think is interesting. I particularly look for girl artists who have attitude, like a kick-ass attitude. Uh, but I also look for things that I like, things that I think, oh, this is really nice, I'd like to listen to that, because I believe if I like to listen to it, there's probably a lot of other people who would like to listen to it as well. So talking about showcasing, I mean, it's it's really hard. Um, I, I mean, we often joke about how coming to Folk Alliance is sort of like looking into the abyss. There's just so many great musicians, which in one way is inspiring, but there's just a lot of musicians chasing very few gigs. I think the important thing is just to like know that even if there's no one in the room, um, someone's out there listening maybe or so, there, there's mm -hmm. there's just always that chance that someone's going to walk in and, and hear you and and I guess you just kind of have to be hopeful that that uh, I guess you just can't get too 
invested in the outcome, I, I suppose, is the best thing for me to say, is that you're mm -hmm. here yeah. for a reason, and the reason is because you're going to make some music and you're going to meet some fabulous people, mm -hmm. and um, and you're going to hear some great music, and, um, and not to be too focused on, well, I've come here, and if I don't, like, book 10 gigs or whatever, then I'm just, I'm never coming again, or I've wasted my time, or, mm -hmm. no, you can't really think that way. I guess you just have to think that this is part of the... This is part of the journey, and um, just remember why you got into this crazy business in the first place. So I don't know. I, don't, I hope that's helpful. Is that helpful, Dana, or is that just a little bit too? <laughs> Absolutely, that's wonderful advice. It's very, it's a, a great insight. I think. Well, if I may be, if I may take my turn, um, I think that Folk Alliance is, for me, anyways, it's an exercise in setting. Um, expectations so knowing what you want to happen I think is very important in Folk Alliance and having a very specific clear manageable goal drastically increases your chances of getting something out of Folk Alliance because it is very easy for especially because I did Folk Alliance last year in Kansas City to just be totally overwhelmed mm -hmm. because everything is happening all the time. Mm -hmm. There are hundreds and hundreds of artists doing showcase all at the same time and there's only four days. And so you have to you have to set up a couple things that you want to happen and really push those things and and try not to get so overwhelmed and try to not get that feeling that you're missing everything because you you will you just will it's not possible to catch everything right and so you really have to set up your expectations properly so if i had any advice it would be to really be clear and careful and and, and plan it out as much as you can ahead of time uh, and really really make sure that you have clear expectations for for what you want to happen at full clients I mean, I really liked what he said. I think you you have to have a couple of like a couple of really clear goals, and then they could be just really small goals, mm -hmm. like you know, I'm gonna go up and talk to this one person that I've been afraid to talk to forever, uh -huh. and you know, and you don't even need to ask them, you know, for a gig or help or whatever, but just just say hello and introduce yourself, like that. Like even like starting small, <laughs> a simple mm -hmm. goal like that, I think is really good because yeah, just 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 getting your foot in the door and showing up and saying, you know, like, I'm here, I'm going to do this, I'm going to meet this person, I'm going to go and hear this person that I've, everyone's told me that I should go and listen to uh, forever, I'm going to actually see them live. So, you know, like, start start with small goals, but I think you're right, like, really manageable and knowing, you know, setting yourself up to, to, to succeed mm -hmm. and then not, not getting overwhelmed because you're right, there's always a road not taken, there's always a showcase that you could have heard or there's always mm -hmm. a song that maybe you should have played or... Uh -huh. oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like there, there's always there's always that, but at the same time, um, yeah, you just you just need to be focused and take little baby steps. I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I think bo what both of you said is very very true. It's important that you think uh, that this is a step by step exercise, uh, and you build your network, you build your uh, your contacts and your every, your inspiration, your everything, little by little, and it will take some time. For anyone, whether you are an artist or a producer or a journalist or something else, network is everything. And I would say something else. Uh, I mean, because you two are both artists, uh, you, you think, of course, in your music. Think about what you wear. Make sure that people notice you and remember you. 
because at a place like Folk Alliance, uh, there are hundreds of uh, of workshops, showcases, concerts, all kinds of things. And for a lot of us, it will be a blur. But, I mean, I'm not saying that you should uh, have a purple mohawk or, um, you know, have, have e- every piece of your face pierced or something like that. But, you know, maybe a little, a little bit of something that make people remember you. Uh, something colorful, something... And smile. <laughs> you know? Be smiling, be friendly. Because every, every gig, every job you're going to get for the rest of your life starts with the first contacts with, for example, people like me. Of course, it's important that your music is good, but it also matters what you look like, because the visual is what people remember. Uh, I'm David Davis. I'm an artist's lawyer based in Ottawa, um, and I'm fluently bilingual, uh, so I help out with uh, some francophone events and uh, production of some historical musical shows um, that are themed dealing with the history of Canada, um, including First Nations and Inuit artists, and uh, pretty much just hang around musicians a lot and see if there's a way I can help them or be involved in some small way as well. So wearing a couple hats, one as somebody in the industry who can help uh, the artist to grow, make appropriate connections, usually anywhere in North America, set them up with the right people and what they're looking for. And through that, um, you know, myself increase my profile of being able to really connect in the right ways within the industry. And then secondly, as a fan. So just coming here to enjoy the music and um, listen to people who are really storytellers at heart uh, through words, sometimes just through the music, um, and discover what's out there, discover what's comparable across genres and across um, geographic locations and break down some barriers. For me, uh, I may be looking for something different than than others, uh, like agencies who are looking for talent, commercialization, But I'm looking for the strongest vocalists. Um, I'm looking for people with unique sounds. Um, And I'm looking for people who uh, have the ability to capture an audience that I might have in my mind um, or that I can envision somewhere else. So just where do they fit in in the grand scheme of bringing great music, great stories um, into the world or into a particular region, maybe making a difference with a social message, uh, and then otherwise just collaborating and connecting with all the people here who have a similar passion for music and who have a similar passion for musical advancement. Another hot tip? Well, I would say be prepared. Um, There are some that just go without saying, right? Um, I'm always hooked by those who come across as just raw, authentic, talented and can captivate their listener uh, with a sound or or a way of telling the story through sound uh, with their lyrics. So I I would just say if you have authenticity and you have the talent to back I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part, it's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. 
it's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the whole field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment, but in this house, all I see is empty space. The sofa and ottoman look like tiny islands in a sea of hardwood floors. I could get two ottomans in the living room, but then I'd need another sofa. I could tell people I'm into minimalism. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home at auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Back it up, tell your story your way. If there's something that defines you, makes you unique, then it should come out through your performance. My name's David Woodhead, and I'm here representing my band, uh, The Confabulation, of which I am the organizer and main composer. Um, I'm sort of in the cracks between sort of folk, jazz, and world music, and um, that is a problem. Um, I'm always a little too folky for the jazz festivals and a little too jazzy for the folk festivals, but um, my main reputation has been built in the folk sort of world, so that's where I mostly gig. I have a piece of advice right away, and that is um, to book early if you're going to book uh, those upstairs rooms for the late night thing, and I, I kind of left it a little too late. Um, I'm not here with my band because I didn't get an official showcase, and uh, not having an official, I didn't really feel inclined to apply for funding to it's very expensive to bring an entire band even even just from toronto to montreal so i kind of passed on that and i'm just doing a solo thing late uh, tomorrow night which doesn't really represent me but at least it sort of got me on the artist list so that people can look me up and then learn about what it is i really do but I should have started earlier to book a couple more appearances. I don't know, especially if you, the early the early night slots. Like I would like to play at eleven o'clock instead of two thirty, but those slots go the first. So we, uh, I was kind of left with one two thirty in the morning slot and. I don't know. As I get older, I'm less inclined to stay up that late, honestly. Because if I start at 2.30, play till 3, then I'm not in bed probably till 4, and I'm kind of buzzed. So um, for me, that's not a very healthy thing to be doing, especially because I get up at typically 8.30 or 9 in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> Still. <laughs> so I think the one thing that I planned it in order to take care of myself, to survive this thing for four days of, of craziness. And uh, even that, even so, I stayed up a little too late last night because I got into a jam, literally. I mean, a musical jam, that is. Let me see, I've had varying success. I've had a couple of uh, official show showcases in the past. Uh, one was quite fruitful. Uh, um, actually, they were at the uh, Folk Music Ontario convention, which is similar to this, but uh, a little more limited in scope. But it feels very much the same, like the, uh, not as extensive a, um, an exhibit hall, but uh, the same kind of system of official showcases, late-night private showcases, and then panel discussions during the day, which I find actually one of the most interesting things, like the ethnomusicology and the uh, indigenous stuff that was going on during the day was really great. It's not going to further my career by being at those things, but uh, in terms of learning about the world, it's fantastic. Not to be missed, not to be slighted. So my showcases in the past, though, at the FMO, Folk Music Ontario, one of them was quite fruitful, and I got a tour in BC. 
um, just because one person happened to be there. It was at an awkward time. I was the first thing after the banquet dinner. And so everybody was schmoozing at the banquet dinner and nobody came upstairs to my showcase but this one person did and that enabled a, a, a quite significant tour um, on the west coast of Canada so there's that the second time I feel like I represented the band really well but nothing really happened with it and it's I still it's a bit of a mystery to me I even listened back to my iPhone recording of our set and I went well, did we screw up? Did we, did we sound bad? Or was the energy low? Or what was, what was essentially wrong with what we did? And I never have figured it out. Because here we are, an official showcase, full sound and lights, packed room full of people. It's not like nobody came. The room was full, and yet no bookings came of it. And I, I took that very personally. I mean, how can, how can you not? Everybody says, oh, don't take these things personally. Well, geez, man, you know, I put my life into this. This is my music. I wrote it. I put these things together. I promote it. I, I got all these musicians together to play it, and they all seem to enjoy working with me. It's not in, an insignificant investment uh, of, of a lifetime of work. The world has yet to explain to me why that happened. And I'm trying not to take it personally, but I can't help it. Anyway... Book them early. Try to get them early at night so a lot of people will be awake for your set and uh, be racing around. Um, I, I think a, a certain amount of clarity is really good um, in terms of uh, describing and um, promoting what you do and to take a positive attitude there. As some of the other people have said, it, 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 promoting yourself is about the most difficult thing. I, I find myself, I, sometimes I get into gear. If I'm talking to people and promoting myself, I get into that gear. But getting there is very difficult. Um, and it's something to be overcome. I, I'm not necessarily a gregarious person by nature. So to enter a room full of uh, publicists and uh, agents is about the scariest thing in the world. At the recent FMO convention, there is a, um, a panel on mental health and musicians. Most of that focus there was on stage fright or in stage anxiety or anxiety while you're on a tour, uh, like a panic attack, those kinds of things. I don't get that. If you put a guitar in my hand and give me a stage, I am the happiest guy in the world. Um, I, uh, where I panic is in these promotional situations uh, where I have to learn to, to phrase things, to uh, have confidence in what I do. I do believe in my own music, and I have to sort of somehow get that across to people. But bridging that, um, that gap between the self-doubt and the confidence of promotion is very difficult for a lot of people, and I'm, I'm certainly realizing it's not just me. <laughs> My name is Fiona Bloom. I have an agency one-stop shop called The Bloom Effect, based in New York City. And I'm originally from London, England, and I'm an industry maven, I guess, because I've been in this business about 30 years, wearing multiple hats, everything from booking to curating to promotion to publicity to marketing, international branding, you name it, I've done it. So showcasing. To me, that's sort of the be-all and end-all, everything an artist should strive for. 
because when you make the record and you put it out and you use the streaming services and you have it out in the marketplace at retail and on radio and all those great cogs on the wheel, beautiful thing. But what really translates is when you engage with the audience and the and the audience sees it live. It sort of all comes to a head in this magical kind of je ne sais quoi, you know, raison d'etre, the reason that we're all here, is sort of that magic that connects all that work that you've done over the years, thousands and thousands of hours. It sort of connects the dots of actually seeing it translated live. And showcasing could mean a number of things. I mean, showcasing is stuff like, you know, being at Folk Alliance, for example, where you are an official showcase, or doing private showcases and an unofficial showcase artist. But showcasing is also just showcasing your art in any form whether it's a video premiere, whether it's an artist playing six songs to promote their upcoming EP, or whether it's showcasing on tour with another big uh, band and you're like the opening slot. So it has many, many, you know, definitions. But the reason showcasing is so important is not just because you're identifying with the fans and you're, you know, bridging the gap and connecting it all and having that engagement right there in real life, but the other real reason that you want to do a showcase is so that the media and the industry and the tastemakers and all the rest of the people that help promote and grow the artist and its artistry is all there too and it's all word of mouth and then suddenly somebody in the audience is a folk DJ and then they're going to play you on the radio or they're going to talk about it the next day on the radio show. You know, media, for example, an NPR affiliate or a blog like Fader or Pitchfork or Stereogum or Brooklyn Vegan or Exclaim in Canada, they are going to maybe do the live review or maybe get your album or piece of vinyl from the show, connect the dots there, listen to it and want to review it. So it all kind of works hand in hand. Um, and that's kind of where the magic is. I mean, that's the importance of why artists should showcase and why it's also important to promote those showcases so that it's the word of mouth, it's the fans championing and bringing their friends and friends and so forth and so forth, but it's also the industry that promotes and helps grow the artist to another level so that you're constantly evolving and elevating and growing so that you can eventually get to that goal that you've always wanted, whether it's a million fans or whether it's just a hundred thousand fans or whether it's a much smaller amount, but you've always got your goals and you always want to realize your expectations and follow through and just at the end of the day, work hard towards everything that you set out to do, which is ultimately playing live. And that's my gospel. <laughs> Play your best. Play your heart out. It doesn't matter if it's showcasing to three people or showcasing to a hundred or showcasing to a stadium. The same way you're showcasing to a stadium should be to those three people. I mean, obviously not as amplified, but you want to have that passion. You want to have that, uh, that energy. You want to have that feel good, you know, look like you're having fun. Showcase as if you're enjoying it, as if you are happy to be there, because I would hope that you are happy to be there, and that it's everything in your life that you've ever wanted. Because when an audience sees that, they feed off that, they feel your vibrations, just the same way the audience feels, the same way the bands and the artists feel the audience's vibrations, the audience feels your vibrations. So it's all feeding off each other's energies and vibes and overall aesthetic to performing, at performing in a certain level that makes you feel good and makes you leave the stage knowing that you've done everything that you needed to do and the audience feels the same way. Let's get it a little hotter. Well, yeah. Uh, hello, hello. 
Gangsta grass. Hip hop is folk. Hip hop is folk. Hip hop is folk. Testing. Summoning. Gangsta grass in the house. Does not really want to do it. Uh, we're against censorship. We're highly against yeah, that. Nope. Yeah. If we say anything wrong, we're just going to grab that mic and run. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? We are Gangsta Grass. Coming to you live from Folk Alliance International 2019. Montreal. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this Canada. Is, this is Dan Whitener. Uh, I play the banjo. You can call me Dan Joe. What's the deal? Shaman Arsh on the Voice of Reason 215 in the area. What up? Uh, this is Wrench. I do a bunch of stuff. And this is Dolio the Sloop. So we got two vocalist instrumentalists, two MCs, and we are most of the band. And it's a pretty good cross section. It's what we do. Somebody stole our fiddle player. He's uh, yeah. somewhere trapped in a fiddle hole, no doubt. I don't blame him, man. There's a lot going on here. I mean, uh, I've been going to Nerfa for a while, the regional one, but like Folk Alliance is. It, this is a lot. This is a lot. You said you were involved with the folk music Quebec. Like this is this is where so much stuff comes together. All these all these organizations and. Um, so I think I think it can be a lot if you if you don't come in with a plan. Um, I think some of the smaller organizations it's fine if you just want to show up and just see who's there it'll be fine. But you come in here you want to have you want to have a pretty clear agenda. I'm going to do this. I'm going to see this person. That really helps it from, from keep keep from getting too overwhelming. I think. Yeah, but at the same time, man, one of the, the great experiences is uh, when the showcases get started. Just roaming around. Yeah. We got lucky a few years ago, discovered some very dear friends of ours, uh, Samantha Martin and the Delta Sugar, uh, yeah, yeah. just walking through the building. I just popped in a room where they was where they were singing at, and Sam was blowing, and we was like, oh, all right, cool. And from that, you know, all kinds of stuff has been, has been created. And a lot of the a lot of the very random nature, the very sort of improvisational nature of this whole thing is, is, uh, is another really cool part of it and how a lot of connections get made. That's right. Yeah. I do enjoy the idea of being one of two MCs in the whole building. And that's a lot of fun. Um, and so when, when you're the, the guy, one of the guys doing the thing that you do in something this large, uh, it it helps to, to really stand out. And you know, the fortunate part about it is... As one of the guys that does the thing, the other guy that does the thing is with me, and he's very, 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 very good at it. So, just bringing that that whole thing and dipping it right into the mix of Folk Alliance is is a lot of fun for me personally. Yeah, for me, it's like um, I want to say it's like summer camp. Um, we have winter camp, but like only the floor is fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place to interact with um, and share with uh, who are people with people who are basically your worldwide network of peers. It is um, across different genres, regions, languages, um, and then you can all kind of build and vibe off of one another by experiencing what each other, which what each other does, and what also will always eventually devolve into jamming everywhere. Just people 
playing music together who never met before. Yeah, well, the, the thing a lot of people might not realize is the scene is showcases going on in the hotel rooms. And so you just walk down the hallway and you, you hear one thing, and then you can just walk down and hear the next thing one room over. So many musicians here that are able to go and enjoy each other's showcases, which is a really cool audience to have. And of course, a lot of a lot of collaboration that happens naturally from that. Yeah. 2.30, 3 a.m., we're wrapping up the showcases in the rooms, people are getting kicked out into the hallway, spilling out into the hallway, everybody's in the hallway, and now the jam is in the hallway, and everybody's jamming until 4 or 5, let's go down to the lobby, now everybody's down in the in the mezzanine by the by the elevators, in the stairwells, I mean, you'll, you'll look at stairwells in a new way, I feel like if you came in with an industry plan and like, I have to meet this person and I have to prove myself to them, and that was your only focus, I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice. You can come in with a plan and be like, I'm going to see X, Y, and Z. And you see all of those, and then two hours later in the stairwell, you run into somebody that just completely blows you away. Yeah. And is like, you know, something you weren't even expecting, and that becomes the highlight of your thing, and something that you didn't even plan on. My name is Gina Forsyth, and I play with several different bands, and I do solo Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs, but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. Roy. But who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Solo showcases. For this year, I am showcasing with a trio called the Malvinas. We have, uh, in the last couple years, come out with a CD called God Bless the Grass, the title song by Malvina Reynolds. And so we're playing several showcases. I'm playing a couple more um, this weekend at Montreal. It's good, you know, if if you can get uh, people to hear you and... uh, be blown away by you and all that good stuff. Um, otherwise, you're, you're playing for your friends and you have better luck just talking to people outside of the showcases. Uh, it's I think it's a challenge getting people to um, to come to your showcase as somebody you know who could really help you out. Uh, but if, if you do get them to come, then uh, then we can talk. Um, I've gotten gigs out of Focalize on, on the whole. I, I noticed that this year there's a new uh, format in which they've done away with the afternoon showcases and the um, yeah, they, the big showcases, the official ones, start uh, late in the afternoon and, and, and end a little bit earlier than they did before. I think I think that's good because a lot of us don't um, don't hold out 
you know, with one thing after another, you know, the, all through the night and, and play late night showcases or private showcases. Yeah, I hope to get an official one again someday. I, I got one about 2012 after my Promised Land CD came out. I, I got to play an official. I haven't had a chance to do that. Um, I'm hopeful that maybe maybe I'll get to play an official again um, in, when Folk Alliance comes to New Orleans. I think overall the format's a little bit better, but the the um, private showcases are very late. Um, I like to think I play too much, but you know that's up to the people people who are helping me to be able to afford this, <laughs> frankly. And um, I have paid my way before, and so it's um, it, it's good to have a little bit of help making it happen. I'm Heidi Fleming. I'm a manager and agent in uh, folk music for many, many years, over 30. Uh, I also work in other forms of music. Um, I've been coming to the Folk Alliance since uh, Calgary. I can't remember what year that is, maybe 24, 25 years ago. And I've hardly missed one. I uh, currently work with Quebec traditional artists and roots artists that do traditional sounding folky blues and and roots and um, I think it and well showcasing has become de rigueur you have to showcase there's like as a manager sometimes it's a pain and there's a lot of you have to pay to showcase I mean you have to spend money uh, occasionally your artist might be invited to showcase and you wouldn't have to pay but that's those are the rare opportunities that you of course jump on but especially with the conferences in your hometown there's not that much to lose you don't have to travel you don't have to take hotel rooms usually you know it's easier so it would it doesn't make any sense to not take the opportunity to go in front of i think over a hundred buyers of concerts and festivals, probably hundreds, and other decision makers and taste makers, radio programmers, journalists, and uh, the industry, and just the most important, I think, are other artists. Artists uh, can be very instrumental in helping other artists. I'm, you know, for example, Robbie Robertson. Uh, helping other artists that he believed in and tried to help, like Jesse Winchester, for instance. So it's very important to be seen by your peers. And sometimes those are the best people to help you in the future. A hot tip from Heidi Fleming. It's a key item that you should always be trying to present something new. I mean, if you're going to do four songs, three of them should be something that uh, nobody's heard before from you, and then maybe you could repeat one, but it's very important not to fall back on doing the same things over and over again, especially when it's been a few years that you're repeating the same one. And the other uh, advice is, you know, sometimes you think, oh, there's nobody in my showcase, you know, it's depressing. There's only one, like, old lady or old ma man or something. Thing. Well, that old lady or old man could be like the one person who could actually help you move to the next level. And so often these, these important people are very um, unassuming and very quiet looking people. And, you know, they're not the ones in the lobby talking and making all the noise and acting flashy and everything. So don't assume anything, I guess, is what I would say. Like, 
really have to take everybody at face or at face value or at least treat everybody equally is what I would say. You just never know. Ian Davies here, and uh, I have many hats, and uh, one of them is uh, programming and creative coordinator for TD Sunfest, which is a world music and jazz festival in London, celebrating 25 years in 2019, and we also do a concert series, and I've been involved with the festival for 23 years, and uh, an employee currently, and now in my fifth year as an employee. Prior to that was board member volunteer etc cuckoo's nest folk club in london i've been the artistic director for 25 years and it's our 25th season at the chaucer's pub location and we do 15 to 20 concerts each year and uh, the last three years have been the most successful seasons the club has ever had which is very nice indeed i'm very happy about that and uh, also recently i've become a member of the board of directors for the goderich celtic roots festival in college and uh, this is now my second year on that uh, board and i'm happy to do that i've volunteered there for many years and um, I also am on the Home County Music and Art Festival Programming Outreach Committee. So when do you sleep? <laughs> Showcasing, uh, I think, is important. I think uh, sometimes in showcases, uh, there, there needs to be uh, a very tight schedule, and line checks are only possible in some cases. So always the artist has... Uh, some, uh, I guess, not ideal situations to work within. The official showcases are probably a better representation of what the artist would do in a concert situation. The room showcases are very intimate and uh, very enjoyable quite often, but you don't necessarily get the impression that they would be giving in a concert situation um, so you cannot certainly you know get the personality of the person much better in that more intimate setting which I think is important because what I really look for in a showcase uh, is uh, how much how much synergy exists between the musicians how they're communicating on stage but also what they are communicating to the audience uh, in the joy factor that's what is very important to me. Uh, you know, if they're really having a great time up there and they're just creating uh, uh, something amazing, that, then, then, you know, that, that's what I'm really hoping I can find, you know. And you get nice surprises like this uh, singer-songwriter from Iceland that was here. Knew nothing about her, went to her showcase, and uh, she had such wonderful personality, such a great sense of fun, uh, very clever writing, uh, so it was a total surprise, but I'd be very happy to program her anytime she'd be available, you know, because I think she would win people over, you know. A couple of tips. Not be too nervous. Uh, be welcoming. Uh, give it your best. Uh, and, and do exactly what I said. Project joy. Project uh, everything that you got in your heart, your spirit. That's what I'm looking for. You know? Okay, so 
I'm Jess Hayden, and I come from the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area, central Pennsylvania, and I run the Susquehanna Folk Music Society. I'm executive director, but I also do all the programming. And we run a concert series during the school year uh, between May and June, usually two or three concerts a month. And uh, our musicians are traditional or tradition-based musicians. And we really like um, to present musicians that, that uh, are ambassadors for certain uh, cultures or certain styles of music. And so we tend to... Um, have a variety of blues or bluegrass or uh, certainly lots of Celtic, some Americana, some singer-songwriters, um, some Cajun, Zydeco, etc. And we also really like to uh, work with musicians and invite them into the schools or do workshops or, uh, you know, that, that type of programming. Uh, for two years, uh, for just, just starting last year and then again this year, we are doing a summer folk festival. Last year was two, two days, this year it's three days. And um, that's held at a ski lodge, sort of in the general area. And uh, this year we have Beausoleil coming, Hot Club of Cowtown, Dom Fleming's, Pride of New York, Kittle & Co. And uh, we're going to be having Cherish the Ladies and a Liars contest and an emerging artist showcase. So in terms of uh, the value of uh, showcases, um, I actually go to a fair amount of booking conferences. I um, have been to Showcase Scotland a bunch of times in, in um, Glasgow, and I've been to um, APAP in New York probably a lot, every year for the last 15 years. And uh, personally, I find uh, showcase is very, very valuable. Um, I think that what what could happen is that we can kind of be regenerating or reusing um, musicians. Like someone will come one year and then come in three years, and it would be the same group of musicians over and over. And showcasing really gives me an opportunity to see some musicians that. Um, I don't know about that, that are newly formed or just somebody that I've, I've missed. I go to festivals, et cetera, also. So it really gives me a great idea. And I'm constantly asking people that are here, you know, who have you seen that you really like? You know, it just, it just gives me an opportunity all in one place to see a lot of good musicians. And I think the nice thing about showcasing is that the people that, the musicians that are out there, they think about putting their best foot forward, you know, being really organized, being really careful with time. And so they just go and they put their best music forward. And so that's really nice for me to see. It also gives me an opportunity to meet with with um, uh, artists or meet with agents and, you know, have some follow-up conversations. And I, I personally am very strategic. I, I spent several hours planning um, my time here at Folk Alliance, and so I have a list of people I definitely want to see. But I've left some slots for for people that are sort of new to me. And uh, so to me, it's incredibly uh, helpful. So that's basically it. Hi, uh, my name is Joey Balducci from Spherical Productions. I uh, run a boutique booking agency called, uh, obviously, Spherical Productions. I, I represent 22 acts across Canada, and what I mainly focus on is uh, sending great acts on tours 
throughout Canada and I base it around festivals. So uh, once I get different acts in the festivals, then all of a sudden I contact some of the other festivals in the area, let them know that these acts are going to be in those in those neighborhoods, and then I build tours around that, which is which is amazing. Uh, as an artist myself, I also. Uh, that's why I focus on tours, because I want to send artists on adventures to see if it's actually what they want. Because some people can't handle the road. With, uh, with Folk Alliance, I think it's uh, what I've done is I've applied to many festivals around Canada. I, I focus on Canada, and um, so I have applied to about 200 different types of festivals, going from folk festivals to rib fests to uh, blues festivals to reggae festivals to whatever it takes to be able to get these acts into festivals that work with their genre. Yeah, it's, it's actually, uh, after following up to all of these different types of festivals via phone and email, it's now great to be able to actually meet them, you know, and there are a lot of them here. I've had the chance to be able to chat with about 30 of them, which is amazing. Um, some of them I'm still waiting to hear from, so without hearing that they're going to actually have a meeting with me, I just have to basically search them out. So I have to see what they look like, and when I see their face, I try to uh, steal their time from them for five to ten minutes, if not long. Well, I have two artists here showcasing. I have Sarah Beattie, fantastic singer-songwriter at Roots Artist. And I also have Ken Tizard. Uh, Ken is the bass player for the Watchmen, Thornley. And he was also the bass player uh, for Ron Hines for the last three years of, of uh, Ron's life. So showcasing. You have to stand out. You know, these. I have to, I have to be able to, anyone I'm talking to, all these artistic directors, I have to get them, um, hopefully, to go check out the even for one song because now they can say they've seen them live you know if they've seen one song maybe they want to stay for a couple more but I also know that it's a lot of people like to go check out different acts for one song because there's so much other stuff that they want to check out which is great and that's all I could ever ask for you know it's what I do as well you know hey check out this act I'll check out an act and if someone does grab me like I saw Hoxley Workman in a small little environment he played 20 minute set and I couldn't leave the room because he grabbed me you know which is exactly what I want my artist to do for all these um, different talent buyers and when that happens it means that there's a good possibility that they're going to maybe not this year but maybe Maybe the following year, um, give me some business. And then also at this conference, it's great because they have people from house concerts, uh, performing arts centers, all these different angles. But I've been mostly focusing on festivals because um, that seems to be what my artists want most. If you're looking to move out of your parents' place, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive, which is good because your little brother has gotten really territorial. You're blood-related. You'd think it would be fine to share food in the fridge. I mean, who writes their name on every individually wrapped slice of cheese, Tyler? Still, you've got to admire the commitment. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and use the savings to help you move out and have all the cheese you want. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. With Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you can find options that fit your budget. Because giving you options is the right thing to do. Oh yeah, like when I hold the door for someone. Sure, it may be weird if I don't time it right, and they're a little too far away, and oh, now they're running. And we're both asking ourselves, is it worth it to run instead of just, you know, letting them open their own door? 
But still, it's the right thing to do. So get options based on your needs with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Festivals are a great gravy shot when it comes down to touring. Because, okay, if you have three festivals, three weekends in a row, then everything else, you know, is... Uh, all, all the other shows are building up to something bigger every week, which is awesome. So I think showcasing is really important for these people to actually see uh, what they can do live. The tip. Um, I say know your show. Have your show down. Know if you're doing 20 minutes, make sure that 20 minutes is the best 20 minutes you've ever, you know, you've ever showcased in your life because you want to grab people. How can you stand out in a sea full of artists? You know, you have to figure that out because when people see you, you want them to walk out of there to be like, wow, that's amazing. And also to get people in the room. You know, you have to make a little bit of a stink to be able to get people in the room to be able to see, which is the first step. There are posters everywhere. So now it's just, it's it's almost a bit of a blur. So how can you do it? So even with, uh, with Ken Tizzer, one of the artists that I represent, what he did, which was amazing... He grabbed, he bought a, um, a couple boxes of, of mints, right? And then he put his showcase uh, flyer around the mints. So people aren't just going to throw away this flyer because they want the mints because they're chatting with people, and that's going to help them with their breath. So at the same time, it was a very ingenious thing that he did, and people really liked it, and I saw those people show up to the showcase because he was innovative. Hi, I'm Joy Bennett, and I'm here representing Old Songs in uh, New York. We have a community center in Voorheesville, New York, and we do a festival every year at the end of June in Altamont, New York. I'm currently the executive director um, and happy to be here at Folk Alliance. Showcasing, interesting topic. Um, I can look at that from both perspectives of a presenter and a performer. I'm one of the founding members and singers with the Johnson Girls, which is an all-female shanty group, and have performed at many of the festivals that are here today, uh, this weekend. Um, but I also have been a presenter for a long time with the Folk Music Society of New York and now with Old Songs. So what to look for? I mean, the, for first of all, every festival has its own focus, and different presenters look at how their audiences are going to react to a particular performer. Uh, a strictly traditional festival may be looking for something that does not contain anything electric, but other festivals, Old Songs is a traditional festival, but we stretch the limits and we do have singer-songwriters and we occasionally have some electric going on. Um, so we look at everything as, po as possible. We listen to, I mean, truthfully, you can usually tell within the first five minutes of, of a showcase if this is going to be your, your audience is going to re react positively to a particular performer or group. A good tip for artists presenting, you have the small, the private showcases and you have the official showcases. Big stage, little stage. It's an amazing art ability to be able to make people feel when you're on a big stage as if they're in, you're in their living room. Um, there are a few artists that do that very easily, and it's something that's, that's developed over time. Connection with the audience, not just connection with your music, but actually connecting to the audience in some way, shape, or form. 
uh, is really, really critical in my opinion. Um, always, a, a, you know, without saying you put your best foot forward, but trying to maintain a similar feel in a small space and a large space is sometimes a very interesting balance because I'll go to a a large showcase and then I'll also go see the same performers in the private showcases because I want to see what they do in each of the spaces. I mean, sometimes people are more relaxed in the small space and sometimes they're more nervous in the small space. It's very up close and personal. Um, it's the kind of space I love, you know, because the connection is much easier when you can see everyone's faces, when it's not just a sea of lights looking at you. And there have been times performing that we've said, turn up the house lights. You know, we want to connect with the audience. Her advice. Be yourself. There we go. We're rolling again. Sandy Graham, editor-in-chief of uh, Cashbox Canada, which was quite a well-known magazine in its day, and also editor-in-chief at Record World magazine out of Nashville. Um, I'm originally from Montreal, moved to Toronto 40 years ago, and as we always joke, we're still from Montreal, always will be. Uh, started my career in Montreal in records and radio, music director, uh, RCA when it was still RCA, and have morphed into running magazines, and um, along with my partner, who you'll talk to after, uh, we do a lot of showcasing, and we truly believe in showcasing, because it's the only way to get the artists outside of Canada, so Canada will accept and promote them back home. Um, what a lot of artists don't realize about showcasing is they're, it's overwhelming when they look at the costs. We just landed a deal for one of our bands to play Westway Lab in Portugal this morning, and their first panic, of course, is it's two months away. How are we going to pay for it? Um, and so th there's a lot of funding available that, you know, SoCan Foundation has songwriter funding. Factor has traveled, Canada Council, there's so many ways of getting to do these showcases. But the key to that, and, and I'll use Triborough as an example, um, I convinced them to go to Live at Heart Sweden, which we had to stay with the family, had no money, had to sleep on their floors. Sweden got them Live at Heart Newfoundland, which got them Summerfest in Wisconsin, which got them Westway in Portugal. You have to jump off the diving board. You have to believe that whatever, even if there's four people in the audience, there might be that one buyer that's going to make your career, that's going to break everything. And when I took these guys on management, which I said I'd never do again, um, they now say to me a year later, we must have been like little kids in diapers going, we want to go to Europe, we want to go to Europe. And to get them ready to go for that, um, I think is very important. So Kathy Hahn and I are actually putting on the showcase at Midem, um, and we're having an incredible response to it. And uh, being the main sponsor in Morrison's, and this is the first year, Kathy might correct me because she's been doing it for years, that this is an official showcase outside of the Palais, and it's being accepted with Canadian artists and European artists. So we're pretty happy about that, but I think that the key to showcasing is be ready, be export ready, have your stuff together. Don't think it's all about going and partying and drinking and seeing the town and you've got to be ready with your material, your promotion, 
and your funding. I mean, it's very expensive to showcase. Um, and pick your showcases. You know, some artists wouldn't fit necessarily at a Live at Heart Sweden, but would fit at Folk Alliance. Find your, do your homework about your showcasing. Find out where you're going to get the most ROI for a showcase that makes perfect sense for someone. And I think that's really vital. I think that's really important. I, I like to think that we're survivors in this business, having been in it for decades. And I see the hardships now that bands have that didn't happen in the day. Like in Montreal, there was friars, there were so many places to play. Now these people have to pay the bar to play or split it with six other bands. How can you possibly make it a living? But then you have to make a choice, and showcasing is the way to do it. You can either play in a bar forever, or you can jump off the deep end and realize that showcasing could be your key to becoming export ready and being out there, and someone will find you. And and the, the key to it is faith and belief and, you know, do your homework. Make sure that you know what you're doing. But there are ways to fund it. Don't get overwhelmed with showcasing. And pace yourself. Make your health important. Make your mental health important. That's so vital, especially, I'm sure, as you know, being on the road. I mean, you eat badly, you sleep badly. Just pace yourself, make it okay. And do do your geography. If you're going to be showcasing somewhere, find out where else you can play in that region. If you're getting funded to go to, like we're doing in Cannes, France, find out if there's somewhere else in there that might make you a little offer for a couple of hundred bucks. You're there anyway. Don't turn it down. You're there anyway. Because, again, you don't know in that little bar in Nice, there could be the buyer having a drink as well, just after Madame and finding you. So I think it's a lot about faith. It's also doing your research. And always remember it's the music business. The second word is business. It's bigger than the first. And make it about the business part, because otherwise it's a hobby. Make up your mind. And now Kathy Hahn from Montreal. I wear a lot of hats. I manage Baldi, who's one of Canada's top folk artists. He's not here. He's on a boat doing shows, so I couldn't get him here for this, but so I'm here on his behalf. I'm also here. Uh, I do a lot of outreach for Canadian Music Week. I've been doing export my whole life. And I'm here, too, working with Sandy. We're doing a showcase at Midem. And um, one thing that's really important for artists to understand is if they're doing record deals and they sign to a multinational, they might think that that means that they're going to be released around the world. That's not the case. And that's where the independent sector becomes so important. And that's why events like Midem become so important, because that's going to be the universe for the independent artists that don't get released. I know this. I used to work for International at RCA. That was like one of my first jobs. And if we released something from Australia in Canada, then they would release something from us in Australia. And it was like playing poker. But it didn't... Uh, every year, Andy Negi, who was the head of International, would trot off to Midem with an armful of albums under his arm that he was shopping to the rest of the world, and he did it through the independent sector. And he was probably the only one that was doing it from the multinationals at the time. That's when I, I learned how important it was. So what I've done over the last 15 years is made friends with all the other export offices. So if somebody's looking for a deal in Australia or Germany, I know who to put them in touch with in order to find the best outlet 
palette for that kind of music. I've been to uh, Womex with you guys with Canada Stand, done a lot of outreach through SEMA with their different missions and so on over the years. So if you're showcasing, it's not like doing a festival. You have to do a lot of research. You also have to scour the database, the delegate database, and find out who's there that you need to invite to your show. It's it's not like just doing a regular show. It's not a regular show. It's a trade-based thing. And, um, and you need to make sure that you have the right people in the audience. The other aspect is there's no point in doing sh any showcases unless you're going to develop a story around it. And that's why Cashbox becomes so important, because it makes the event bigger than life. And um, she's, done, she's done features and so on, and one of the things she'll be doing with the bands that we're showcasing at Medem is features like pre- and post for the artists that helps those artists sell themselves in other territories after the fact. And so you can play a show, but if nobody knows about it, then like, you know, you put it on your roster as your tour history. It's very different if you're developing a story around it. And it's a great opportunity to be able to take advantage of that. And Cashbox is a rare animal and now record world in the USA because of Sandy's connections with it. I probably spend more time telling artists not to showcase until they're ready, just to make sure that they don't miss the opportunity. A lot of times it might be best not to showcase and go to the event, get your feet wet. If somebody were to go to Womex, then they would have an understanding of how Womex works before they even think about going into showcase. That's the second stage, like knowing your event and knowing your audience and making friends with your delegates, with the international delegates. Okay, well, we're, we're called Kern, yeah, K-E-R-N, and we are from, we're all from the northeast of Ireland, the smallest county, Loud. Um, my name is S.J. McArdle, I'm from Drogheda, and I sing and write songs and play guitar. And I'm Brendan McCraney, I'm from Tullier, I play the pipes, the whistles, and vocals. I'm Barry Kieran. I'm from Dundalk, the north of the county. I play the fiddle in the band. <laughs> so we've been together for a few years. Um, we have an album out called False Deceiver that was produced by Trevor Hutchinson from Lunasan. And um, uh, we've been we've been travelling a bit lately. And we had been playing around Ireland a lot. Um, this trip to Folk Alliance is our first showcase um, that we've attended. We've been to festivals and, and stuff like that as well, but um, so far it's been an extremely interesting experience. Uh, at Whirlwind, Whirlwind and th yes. there's always something to do and people to meet and people to talk to if you're, you know... Um, yeah, and you, you end up talking to people by accident as well. Yeah, you know? and they can be the best <laughs> ones <laughs> when you meet people by accident. Well, you said it's your first time showcasing. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of fun to have the uh, point of view of first time showcasers. And you came a really long way to do this showcase. Yes. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, we it, we did come a long way to do it. Um, I suppose it's one of those things that you have to you have to get your toe in the water and you know jump in. And um, thankfully, we, we have an agent over in North America now, so uh, Charlene Sloan. So she was able to do an awful lot of the you know the heavy lifting on on uh, organising us when we were here. Um, but yeah, so far it's been really interesting. We've, as you said, Brendan, you meet a lot of people by accident, uh, and sometimes they're the best relationships that you strike up are people who you kind of bump into. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've freshened sort of relationships that we, we started last year. Yeah. It's great to meet people again. That in itself, actually, that is really good. Yeah, you know, that's really effective. Meeting people again for the second time. Exactly. You know, you have that feeling. Oh, hey, I've met you in Milwaukee, and now who you are, Marshall, or, or wherever it happens you know, to be, or even Irish people were meeting. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because it makes you look serious about what you're doing. Yeah. You know, that you're not just going out there for one. Uh, right, they'll disappear. Advice from first-time showcase artists. Uh, don't don't be any, any bit nervous about it. Is one thing I'd say because everybody's in the same way of not here. Everybody's very open, encouraging. Everybody's here to present themselves, whether it's industry um, or musicians, and it's it's a much more open than I expected it to be on an individual basis. And the other thing would be is that it's not to take it personally, just because somebody doesn't like you doesn't mean that you're not a fit for something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it the thing that I felt? And I could see it other things. It's like, whoa, I don't know about that for me, but I'm sure somebody else is going to like that or pick that for a festival or a venue or something. Yeah. You know, it's so varied, you know what I mean? Like, from what we heard around the halls and things. Yeah. You know. yeah. I would say also don't wear Converse All-Stars in the snow. Yeah. Some bitter experience from last night. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. It looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh, yeah. Let me just toss all these $20 bills. Great. Let me grab you a trash can. Stop. Instead of throwing money away, move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. But... Oh, well, you got to ask questions. I don't know what to talk about. Well, my name is Lenny Gallant. I'm a songwriter from, based in eastern Canada, uh, Prince Edward Island. And uh, here, uh, playing at Folk Alliance for the first time in almost 20 years. Uh, I played in Folk Alliance in Memphis about 20 years ago, and that was a lot of fun. But been uh, quite busy over the years, uh, involved in all kinds of different projects and, and touring and so forth. But we... Uh, we came here this year. We wanted to uh, connect again with a lot of markets that we've kind of neglected a little bit over the years and also hoping to open up a few new ones like uh, Australia, for instance, and various parts of Europe. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. I, I was a little bit dubious about coming here in a way because I know it's there's so many artists here all trying to get someone's attention. But uh, I have really enjoyed it. We, we've done a number of showcases. Uh, had great response in the showcases and uh, connected with quite a few people in Australia that I'm really looking forward to follow up on, talked to a lot of people involved with Americana Radio and the Americana Movement in the States, and that's something I wanted to uh, become more familiar with, even though I've been there somewhat. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. The showcasing experience is, is always a little daunting. I find it... Uh, it, it, it I haven't really enjoyed it that much in the past because I've always felt when I do a show, I like to do a two-hour show and I like people take people on a journey. And sometimes it takes me uh, an hour at least to really feel like I've, I've been able to take them, you know, on an emotional journey and touch on various aspects of, uh, 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 of the emotional spectrum. But it's actually worked out quite well. Um, you know, in, a, in a, either a half-hour or a 20-minute showcase, it, it, it's surprising what you can pull off when you really need to. They, they were asking me to maybe describe a little bit about doing a showcase and the ups and the downs. Well, the downs are usually there's no sound check. 
And I showed up with a four-piece band and a, and a keyboard that's a little particular in terms of how we have it sounding and so forth. So we were a little bit worried about it. But I've been so impressed. The sound guys here have been top of the line. And uh, they really know what they're doing. And they were fast. And they got our sound up really quickly. Um, very, very happy with, with, uh, with, with that end of things. And then the little uh, showcases in the middle of the night. Uh, what a crazy uh, uh, experience that is. There's so many showcases in basically people's bedrooms. They moved the beds out, I guess. And, and uh, that's a little bit crazy. But interestingly enough, uh, at first I was wondering, if, is this really a good idea to be doing these? But we did a few, and, and uh, lo and behold, we ended up getting a number of shows in, in, in the, down in the, in the States, and an agent came by to see us, who became very interested, and then came to one of our major showcases, and it looks like we might possibly be working with them in the future. So uh, overall, I'd have to say it's, it's been a very, uh, very positive uh, experience now. Hottest tip to give an artist who's going to do a showcase. Um, be well prepared. Try to coach your band how to be super ready to get on stage and quick because the more time you take setting up, the less time you're going to have to actually play your music. And uh, choose, try to choose songs that are... You want to be able to show the breadth of what you do, but at the same time, not be so uh, diverse that it doesn't all hang together. You know, it's good if you're only going to do five or six songs. It's good if they have a bit of a flow and they all hang together. It's nice to show what, how you can work an audience, you know. It's good to talk to people a little bit if that's what you do on stage. I love to talk to my audience on stage, tell funny stories. Yet, you have to be conscious of the clock. So uh, pick and choose your time. Decide, okay, if I'm... If usually I tell stories on stage, maybe I might want to keep it to just one story as opposed to telling all of the introductions through all my songs that I usually do, you know. And... Uh, and have fun. Now, I think I think the audience really picks up if you're having fun on stage as a band. I'm very fortunate. I have wonderful musicians, and we we have a great time on stage. And and we we just like to uh, you know make sure we're having fun so that the audience picks up on that and, and that they have fun too. I've done a lot of work in the music business, including showcases, organizing them independently or uh, with some associations, and so I do have some input for that. One of the things I think are the most important is uh, to consider who your target is and your song selection. As well, I would really like people to consider how they're prepared for the, the showcase. So those are some of the main things I could talk about. I've uh, worked with many singer-songwriters, folk, blues, all kinds of musical styles, and I think the fatal flaw is when someone goes in and does not do the prep work necessary to put on an amazing showcase, uh, often you only have a very short period of time. So get feedback from anyone you can. If you don't have a manager, publisher, agent, uh, or even band members, colleagues, people who are fans, what are the songs that resonate the most? What are, what are the... Uh, musical works that will resonate with the public that you're targeting and be sure you're doing a showcase in an event or something that will uh, bring people in 
If you're doing it totally privately in a venue, then be sure that you have publicity, that you can draw people. Many times people who go out and try to showcase for industry people uh, will find that it's extremely difficult to get those individuals uh, out to see them. So there may be a lot of cost involved, a lot of promotion, you may hire a publicist, but none of that will help if you do not uh, have the capacity to draw those people in. If that's your target is to get, let's say, agencies or labels or other people to come and uh, see you, you have to have already contacted them and built a relationship and have their interest. Otherwise, you may find you're doing a showcase for no one. Uh, that being said, there's a lot of conferences that put on uh, showcases where you may have the opportunity to at least be in an environment where a lot of the individuals or industry people that you want to uh, have at your showcase will be present. But again, you're competing uh, in those instances against many other showcases of artists who are already established so they may already have a team of people who are working toward contacting people and making sure that the attendance is strong. The other thing I, I, I want to say about showcases is that uh, the timing is really important. Uh, not only the time of year but the timing in your career. Because if you are at a very early stage, you may want to go out and test run your showcase as many times as possible before you do it in front of an audience that is going to be very critical. And you may also want to consider where you're doing it. In many instances, people may be participating in a, an event, but they do a showcase, an off-showcase, shall we say, and I've found in a lot of cases the venue may be too far afield or maybe an unknown venue, and it's very difficult to get the people who are attending an organized uh, conference that they're therefore out of, <laughs> out of that er area and outside. So beware of those kinds of things. It can be very costly to rent a place and uh, tra travel is expensive. So your showcase has to be extremely well planned out. Full disclosure, Mary and I have put on lots of showcases together over the years. As founders of Folk Quebec, and we put on, my God, dozens of folk festival showcases and, and showcases at other types of events, including Womex. In those cases, we're participating as a group, so collaboration is really good. If you can tie in with uh, Folk Quebec, Music Ontario, or other sponsors like Indie Montreal here, uh, and of course some come from coming from other territories, other countries, there are existing infrastructures and groups of uh, musicians, songwriters, under labels, under publicists, under various agencies, 
you can find someone who will be putting on a showcase and they probably have the capacity, the experience and the team put together to pull all the elements together that are can be very complicated. Technical aspects, you don't want to be arriving there and go, oh my God, which I actually haven't here. I don't have my amp. <laughs> And be late for your showcase and arrive flustered and uh, un unprepared. That's not going to work. So having contacts within the industry before you do your showcase is very important. Obviously, you've been told this probably when you arrived, if you're first-timers, build your relationships, meet as many people as possible. And it's not just handing out flyers or having your name on a build board that's going to get people to come out to see you. So you need to be able to have your identity clear so that in three words you can tell people what your, your music is about and in a few more words be able to tell them why they should come out and see you. And that being said, if you're at an event like Folk Alliance, everybody's telling everybody about themselves. So I think more important uh, is to just try to establish a connection with people and come here and build relationships. And then there, there will be a natural uh, follow-through with that. And, of course, people are here to hear music. So uh, if you've been able to uh, contact them beforehand, to have some other people help you reach out and connect with the right people, then at least you'll have attendance at your showcase, which I think is uh, the primary thing. And I've seen that happen. People come here, they're, they don't have a team, they're alone, and they don't really understand the dynamic of it. So recommended that you go to showcases, talk to people who've done them, and see how you can best be ready, showcase ready, I guess you would call it. All right. I'm, I'm, my name is Matt Milnick, and um, I, I live and work uh, in central New York, close to the city of Utica, and have recently returned to the role of presenter uh, as the volunteer music coordinator for a small 150-seat auditorium uh, in, in a small village called Barnabel, north of Utica, a beautiful turn-of-the-century building and um, had been involved in arts administration for 30 years. One of the organizations uh, I was involved with, uh, our flagship was a, a coffee house, and it was a 120-seat coffee house, but there was a, a woman that was directing the coffee house and who mentored me for many years, and she had the touch. She had the curator's touch. She got Alison Krauss when nobody knew who, who she was. Uh, we had Odetta in this 100-seat auditorium. We had, um, oh my God, just international people that somehow or other, largely through agents that she had relationships with, uh, would find their way routing through, uh, through our area and stopping. And uh, it was quite the education. Um, I kind of segued from there and, and did some large-scale concerts with uh, the likes of um, uh, Joan Baez and Judy Collins and Peter Yarrow, Paul Stuckey, uh, Arlo, um, David Bromberg, who was here this weekend. And in, in terms of, like, uh, finding artists, two things. Word of mouth 
all my agents are everywhere, so I know who to who to call and say who has excited people at your venue, or who did you see at this recent festival that really grabbed people by surprise that no one had heard of before. And some of my best tips have been through those kinds of contacts. Um, but also to regularly check the calendar of events for um, impressive acoustic music houses, largely in the States, um, largely in the Northeast, with some exceptions. There are places like Cafe Lina's, of course, which has survived so many years, um, but also the Iron Horse Tavern in Northampton, Mass., the West Courtright Center, which was uh, an art center on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere in New York State. They used to have the most amazing people there uh, for years under under this one woman's direction. And there's probably maybe a, a handful of other places, Freight and Salvage out in the West Coast. Um, and I, I just combed their calendars. And some, you know, there are a lot of familiar names that crop up. And there are people that I, I reach for, but I can't quite reach because uh, they, they're just too expensive. But um, it's exhilarating. You know, showcases, I haven't gone to too many of them. Uh, they're a bit overwhelming. This certainly is overwhelming. Uh, you have to kind of, especially the private showcases in the evening, where you have the, the privilege of stepping in and out of literally what, and certainly no less than 30 or 40 rooms on each of the floors and trying to sample and make some kind of informed decision as to whether or not this is a name that you want to write down. Uh, you, know, you, you give them stars for their best intentions, but not everybody's there. And uh, it, it would be so, for me, it would be helpful if they were to group some. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. With Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you can find options that fit your budget. Because giving you options is the right thing to do. Oh yeah, like when I hold the door for someone. Sure, it may be weird if I don't time it right, and they're a little too far away, and oh, now they're running. And we're both asking ourselves, is it worth it to run instead of just, you know, letting them open their own door? But still, it's the right thing to do. So get options based on your needs with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. With these people, and I don't know how they would go about that, but if you had a singer-songwriter wing, if they had a duo wing, if they had a Celtic music wing, if they had something more uh, contemporary or more inventive, uh, I, I would be able to... I think that would facilitate things for me um, rather than just... Okay, from one room to the next, you hear something remarkably different. You know, where are the gypsy jazz guitarists hanging out? So, and I never, ever say goodnight to a performer um, without asking them, who, who have you heard lately, or who, who did you follow up that um, you hear these amazing things about? Robin and Linda Williams, I asked them, and they said, oh, yeah, there's this new chick on the scene named Patty Larkin. You ever heard of her? And Patty Larkin's been with us for the last 30 years or more. And she's still wonderful. 
So though you have to kind of, you know, cash in your chips. Well, um, I'm Michael Jerome Brown, and uh, I'm an artist uh, based here in Montreal. And um, showcasing is something that, uh, that after my first showcase at the at the Folk Alliance this year, the first I had like I have like five or something like that, all private showcases or you know after hours showcases. And uh, the first one, I was like, oh god, I hate this, you know. But it's gotten better I, as as we go. It, it really is. I find them very difficult to, you know, to get the vibe across that I want to, you know, what I want to do, which I, which I, you know, in a, in an actual concert, I think I can do it. But in a showcase, you've only got 20 minutes to get your point across, and you want to cover certain like instruments and certain styles that you do. But without making it seem too like disparate or something, you know, it's it's hard. And uh, but I actually think that in a way, though, that at an event like Folk Alliance, the uh, showcasing itself is really a, only a small part of the equation. And it, I have to like just relax and let it let it just be what it's going to be. You know, you do get gigs. You get a few. Like I, I know that last night I was playing the Montreal Room. Some people arrived early, and they were there are people who do a house concert series in Calgary. So they gave me the, their card. They 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 even bought my CD. So I was like, yeah, they're cool. They and they're they're in, they they obviously know who I am, and they they came for the express purpose of seeing me, and they and they would like to book me if I'm out there, if I'm out in in uh, in Alberta. So yeah. It, it, it can be great. Sometimes, though, you play f for a room full of musicians, and and they're all like digging it, you know. They they're, but it, you're not getting any work out of it. But it, maybe you get a little buzz, you know. Somebody, one of those musicians mentions that they saw a great showcase to a presenter that they know, and you never know uh, where it leads. It's all about longevity too, about like coming back to these events and being seen again. Oh, you're still in the game, are you? Yeah. Oh, wow, you're still alive, yeah. <laughs> Hot tip from Michael. I think it really has to be uh, just relax. I think that from, that's my advice to myself. I, I, like the first showcase I did, I was all nervous, and, I, and even though there weren't that many people in the room, but I just like, I mean, and keep it as simple as you can like in terms of instrument changes and stuff like that. I had like too many instruments on my first one there. So that's, that's about it, you know. My name's Monique Clare and I perform as a solo cellist and singer-songwriter and I'm from Australia and I also play in a band called The Maze. Um, hey, my name's Finn McLennan-Elliott. Um, I'm the artistic director for the Auckland Folk Festival and I also have a label and a, uh, represent some artists uh, touring in New Zealand. I'm relatively new to these showcasing events and expos and conferences. I've been to a few, and as a buyer, I guess, is what I position myself as most of the time from the Auckland Folk Festival, I, I think it's interesting and very unique to be able to be put in a position where you are seeing countless artists one after another in 
almost unique environments. It's a chance to um, converse with artists directly after they perform or just before or when you run into them in the hallways. It's a chance to see an extremely wide range of music in a really short space of time, which can be quite exhausting when you're trying to uh, work out who you'd like to talk to or who you'd like to book, but it also allows you to like really get your mind and your ear quite tuned in for like in a short space of time. And while a festival or a, or a gig can be, you're surrounded by the audience and you're surrounded by this like presentation that the band is putting on, if you're seeing them really quickly in this short space of time, it almost just comes down to what the music's like and not the the visuals or the presentation, it's just what they're doing on stage. What was the question again? <laughs> as I an forgot art, as an artist, through. let's talk about showcasing your feelings yes. about it, your likes, dislikes. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, I showcased last year uh, also as an official artist and I came out of that conference feeling quite, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but maybe better or uh, a little let down either by myself or by the the whole system of it um and what's really interesting is that i've come back this year and in the lead up to it i've been i've been dreading coming back here but i've had the best time this time um and i think that there are a couple of key differences and um one of those is that between last year and this year i've been touring with the maze and and we tour all over the place and we're just meeting people left, right and centre and then I've come back here and suddenly I just recognise everyone. Uh, and then the other thing is that in the space of a year I've I've figured out that uh, I can be a little more objective about my music making. So last year I was just coming here feeling really self-conscious and not sure if what I was doing was, was worth anything. And this year I've come and, and I feel like I don't... I don't feel so... It's not that I feel like I'm amazing, but I just feel a little more confident and just very objective. And I feel like I can ask people to come to my showcases in a very um, professional way uh, where I know that what I'm doing might actually be of interest to them. Um, And it's being great that it's actually worked out and that more people are interested this year. Do you want to go first? Yeah, you go first, please. (laughs) Um, Everybody tells you when you arrive, when you read the the first-timer's guide or whatever to Folk Alliance, it's basically about creating relationships, not trying to sign business deals or sign up to a festival. And I came in knowing that, but I didn't really come in understanding that, and it really is because... Ultimately, all you're doing for the four days that you're here is talking to people non-stop. That's all you do. There's nothing else but talking. I mean, unless you're performing, in which case you're singing or playing for 30 minutes. But basically, the rest of the time is just talking. And if you come into that with the idea that you want to make friends with people and come away with a bunch of people that you now know in cities all over the world, then when you leave the conference, you have all these contacts with people that you've just met and you've spent half an hour chatting to them, you've had a beer, you've met them five times in the hallway in the space of an hour as you're all running back and forth from showcases. And suddenly, instead of being a band and a festival or a band and a house concert or a, or a whatever else you might be here in the industry or art, 
artist side of it. You were just two people that were both experiencing a crazy conference mm-hmm. with hundreds of musicians and hundreds of rooms, and that bonds you immediately. And then you can then you can talk business, and then that can happen a month after the festival conference, um, a month after whenever you next see them. Cool. Yeah, I have my thing. I'm ready. <laughs> Uh, I'm definitely not the only one to say this. I've read it somewhere uh, and I just want to reinforce it that it's very okay to come the first year and to to not feel like you're winning it, but to just come and experience it uh, because I think across the board for, for most people, the second year is a lot better. Um, so just being kind on yourself the first time you come and not expecting too much out of it, um, but just coming with an open mind and taking down notes. And then I'd say when you get to your second year, um, taking some time before the conference to really research the list of, of people who are attending. And um, if you're an artist, check out the lineups of the festivals, the lineups of the venues, and really think carefully about whether that venue would actually book your style of music. And and only email them if you've done that and make sure that it's a really personal email um, and, you know, invite them to your showcase and that way you actually get people coming who will actually like your music. <laughs> it just makes sense. It's, it's actually productive to do that. <laughs> it's worth your while. They're kind of unique here. You know, Folk Alliance is its own special thing, so... It's different than showcasing in other places. So I can talk about. Am I? Oh, I'm on. <laughs> My name is Neil Copperman, and I am from Albuquerque, New Mexico, in the United States. And I am the executive director of Amp Concerts. We're a nonprofit that presents around the state of New Mexico. Uh, we also have a world music festival called Global Kirky. Here at Folk Alliance, showcasing, what's special about the showcasing at Folk Alliance is all the, what they used to call guerrilla showcasing, but now they just call it uh, private, I guess, um, although I like the nomenclature guerrilla myself. Um, they have official showcases uh, that are more produced and um, a good way to see how a band can uh, perform in a typical concert kind of setting. But what's particularly fun about coming to Folk Alliance is the guerrilla showcases, the private showcases, uh, where the artists take over three full floors of the hotel, often in a pretty informal kind of way, and you have very, very personal, intimate musical experiences. Uh, a large one might have 50 people at it, but a small one is you know, often just four, five, six, eight people, and you are almost part of the band. Uh, you get a very intimate sense of, of the the joy and the energy of the music that's being presented. Actually, my first Folk Alliance was in 1999, so I have probably been to about 15 Folk Alliances at this point. And when I started, my first Folk Alliance was before I even did any kind of music production of any sort. Uh, and soon after my folk, first Folk Alliance, I started doing house concerts. So at the early stages of our work, or not even that early, for like seven, eight, nine years, Folk Alliance was my introduction to the music business world. And seeing showcases at Folk Alliance was a way that I found all kinds of great new performers. And we booked very heavily 
from the, the showcases we saw and the connections we, we made at Folk Alliance. My business has expanded a fair amount and we no longer do house concerts. So a lot of the music that we see uh, here is um, on a smaller scale and it doesn't really fit uh, the business that we're doing. But uh, you mentioned this is not specifically about Folk Alliance. So I do attend other events where showcasing happens. Uh, I was recently at APAP, the um, Association of Performing Arts Presenters in New York. And I go every year to the World Music Exposition, which travels around Europe. And the showcases we see at Womex are uh, much more like full, fully produced concerts. In fact, they're sold to the public as well as to the presenters, uh, which can be fun because presenters are often not the best audience to perform for a bunch of jaded people who've seen way too many concerts and don't necessarily get excited, whereas the local community help raise the energy of the concert experience. We discover a lot of new music at Womex and it often takes a year or two or three or ten for that music to make its way to the United States. So the showcasing is a, a critical uh, discovery path for us. So my name is Olivia Francis. I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, but I'm based in Worcester, Massachusetts right now. I am a senior at Clark University, majoring in global environmental studies with a minor in music. And I'm here for the second time at Folk Alliance. My first Folk Alliance was last year in Kansas City. And actually my first showcase at Folk Alliance was last night. So I am new to the showcasing world at Folk Alliance. <laughs> um, and last night I showcased at Rhyme and Reason Records, which was room 473, and it went really well. Rhyme and Reason Records um, is actually a um, independent female-run label out of New Jersey, and I just feel so grateful that they invited me to play in their room. They decorated it so well. It had so much uh, decorated with pink and blue and tinsel, like silver tinsel around the whole room, um, and I really enjoyed my showcasing experience last night, and I have one other one tonight um, in Axis Film Music Orange Room 432 at 11 p.m., so earlier, because last night I, show I showcased at 1 a.m., um, and my advice, based on my experience last night, would be to just have so much fun, have a great time. That's what, what I tried to focus on, and I tried to focus on that because, you know, everyone has an agenda and a schedule that they're trying to follow in order to see different people that they said they were going to see. Um, and although, you know, my room wasn't necessarily packed, that was fine because, you know, the people who were there was great. I was, you know, happy to see them there. And I also know that there were some folks in the hallway who heard me. Um, and so I would tell new artists to not be too upset if, if there's not a lot of people in the room because it's really just the experience that matters. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. <laughs> Marcus, what happened? <sighs> I was changing my oil and I spilled some on the floor. Oh, we'll use these $50 bills to wipe it up. Perfect. Got any more? Yeah, yeah, take a couple hundred. Stop. Instead of using money, use an old rag. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. 
Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. I'm Roddy Campbell from Penguin Eggs magazine. Penguin Eggs is Canada's folk roots and world music magazine. We're a quarterly. Come out spring, summer, autumn and winter. It's a fabulous read. We have all kinds of things in the magazine. We have best-selling album charts from selected record stores around the country. We have opinion pieces. We have editorials and we always have great features. I asked him his thoughts on showcasing. At Folk Alliance is very expensive, I have to say. And uh, it's a huge commitment to any artist. You know, if you're coming from Edmonton to Montreal, that's an expensive airfare. You've got to stay in an expensive hotel, even though it's got a reduced rate. It's a real layout. Food for three, four days, you know, to bring a band out here costs a lot of money. Is it worth it? That depends on how well you do. And it can be a bit of a hit and a miss, especially if you're an unknown band um, coming for the first time. Because there are so much, it's impossible to see everything. In the past, I've gone out my way to look for stuff, and yet you're knocking through a quart of stuff. So, again, hit and miss. I've sat in a room with myself and listened to uh, an artist and actually gone and featured him in the magazine. One person in the audience, and it was good enough. I suppose you're looking for tips, I would say. Doesn't matter who's in the room, doesn't matter how many people in the room do your best performance. After adjusting for some technical problems related in part to accordions, banjos, and bagpipes, I meet up with Sean Boyd of Wooden Ship Productions in Kerhonkson, New York. Check, one, two, two, check. I'm a music booking agent specializing in Celtic music, largely from abroad outside the U.S., uh, a few Canadian artists, French Canadian, and of course the other part of Canada and uh, a lot of bands from Scotland and Ireland. I think showcasing is really important, because especially at a place like Folk Alliance, because you get to be seen by so many people. It seems a little chaotic, and people come and go from your room and rarely stay for the whole show, but uh, through the course of the weekend, it gives you an opportunity to meet with a lot of people. Um, Personally, my own experience, I remember uh, standing in the hallway and watching somebody with gold clogging shoes walk down the hall followed by somebody carrying a harp and I suggested to my partner we follow them and see what's up and I've been working with Callan from Wales for five years because of of that uh, opportunity. Um, I think one of the more important things to realize not only should your show be ready for prime time um, but it also really helps to have your materials together. Uh, It's a good opportunity to get the attention of presenters or agents or other business partners but if you don't have your other materials and the brand well-defined in a video and kind of being ready for sale. So not just ready for prime time in your own performance, but, you know, from my position as a booking agent, I have to, in, you know, 30 seconds or less, convince a festival or, or a room why to book you. So any help you can do in that so that I can actually define what your product is and explain it. Of course, some projects will defy simple explanations, um, so we you know, wrestle with it and do our best, but certainly if you're a, a singer-songwriter or, or a Celtic band or whatever, you, you should really get that understanding immediately upon visiting your website and or speaking to you in the elevator. Um, and then 
you know, through a showcase or through meeting an elevator, if you can give a good pitch, then hopefully people will dig in deeper, and that's where your YouTube channel comes in or your uh, deeper bio or your teaching experience, that kind of thing. I guess my strongest advice is really about branding because what I, the problem I face the most is products not being defined. So it's like, yes, you're a great band, and yes, the audience goes wild, but how? what is it that you do, and how can I describe that? And there's two factors for that. One is, is you know, is the same people going to be on stage when you come and tour the U.S.? Because, you know, we want to have a picture of who's actually going to be there. So if it's an evolving band, that can be a challenge. Um, some artists like to tour as a solo person or with a three-piece or with a ten-piece band, which is fine. But again, if you're just starting out, it's going to be much more helpful to have a clearly defined brand. And the other important thing is in all of your materials, remember, we're entertainers, right? So facts are boring. Uh, I was born in, I learned to play at, all those things are are. are nice to know, but if you can convey them in a way that's actually entertaining at the same time instead of sort of putting people to sleep, um, that's great. So, you know, have a few goes at a bio and twist and turn it until so you find something that not only conveys what you're about and what inspired you or, or anything special about you, but make sure that it's entertaining and not boring, probably like my speech right now. Just introduce myself. Well, hi. My name is Solon McDade, and I'm here as a performer with the McDades. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. What would you like me to tell you about? Oh, yeah, I'm showcasing. I'm a showcasing artist here at the uh, International Folk Alliance in beautiful Montreal, Quebec. And uh, we have done four out of five performances so far. And our last one is tonight. And uh, it's been fun. It's been interesting to see a lot of people. Uh, we haven't been to one of these in over probably 15 years. And so it's been interesting to see how many people are still here trucking away, sucking on the teat of, you know, the government funding and poor folk musicians. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. Lots of familiar faces that we love to catch up with and talk to. And I think uh, we've made some interesting contacts with uh, new people, too. So I'm looking forward to seeing where, where those go and how they develop. Things that I like, that's uh, interesting. Very interesting question. I like, uh, I think I like the opportunity to perform for your peers. The, the, the biggest and loudest supporters are the mus other musicians, and that's a very uh, touching feeling, you know. It's always fun to play with them. Uh, it can be a little bit nerve-wracking, but generally I think it's, it's really positive. And I like to uh, hear the other bands. I love hearing what other people are doing. Uh, I can't think of another place where you could go and have this many musicians playing in, in such a small space. And so it's really cool. You know, you get introduced to new musicians. You get, you get to introduced to new styles of, uh, of performing, and they can inspire you to, to explore those things. Um, my best advice would be to uh, come prepared. Talk to people before your showcase. Try to make some connections and make some relationships before you come here because once you get here, it's really intense and there's people going in every direction. And uh, if you expect to come and sort of make a deep connection, you might be disappointed. So try to do that beforehand because uh, that way you have a sense of really what the expectations should be. And um, I think when it comes to performing, Bring energy, try to be sincere, and uh, try to put your best foot forward. But don't stress too much about it because it's only one little moment in time, and it goes, and there's always the future. 
don't worry about it. My name is Stephen Winnick, and actually I attend Folk Alliance officially on behalf of the U.S. government, believe it or not. I work for the Library of Congress uh, in the Folklore Archive. We're called the American Folklife Center, and we're the National Folklore Archive and Study Center of the United States, established by Congress back in 1976. Um, and But the, the archive that we have goes back much further than that. It was established in 1928 and contains all of the great recordings of traditional folk music that were made um, by the Library of Congress during the uh, 1930s and 40s, during the Depression, and all of those great collections of Alan Lomax and Robert Winslow Gordon um, and people like that, um, Sidney Robertson Cowell. Um, and we have some Canadian materials as well, and we have a lot of great Francophone materials, believe it or not, which people aren't necessarily aware of. So as just an example, we have a guy named Reuben Valley who was recorded in Illinois in 1951 when he was 100 years old singing Voyager songs. So that means he was born in 1851. So he was the real deal, you know? Um, and that's the kind of thing that you can find in our archive. And one of the things that we do at Folk Alliance... Uh, we've been doing this for the last three years, is we run our own showcase, which is not a juried showcase. So it's not um, something that you have to, uh, you know, uh, sort of be compared with other people to get into. But what you have to do is you have to learn a song from our archive and put your own stamp on it and, and play our song. So, so essentially, we uh, set it up in advance so people write to us and, and uh, we suggest songs that they might be interested in or they sometimes know collections they're already interested in and um, they learn versions of songs from our archive and we've had a couple of francophone groups uh, do this the the, the best known is probably Medisonde. Um they they learned a, a couple of songs from our louisiana collections and they're actually on one of their albums as well as having been in the showcase so yeah we call it the Archive Challenge Showcase, and it's uh, on Saturday this year from 11 to 1 here uh, in the hotel. So, you know, as someone who's observed this for a long time, uh, I, I really enjoy attending the showcases. I've also showcased myself. I, I sing in a group called the Ocean Orchestra or the Ocean Quartet, depending on the size of the formation that we're doing that night. And we showcased at NERFA and some of the, the regional folk alliances. Um, it's a little bit nerve-wracking. You know You know that everybody uh, who's important is in the room, and if you, uh, you know, uh, if you have a bad night, you're in trouble. But it's really exciting as well. And I think it's, uh, it's, it, it's a fun part of these conferences that you actually get to perform, and you get to watch other people perform, and you get to sort of think about music all the time. And showcasing is a, a big part of what we do here, and uh, I actually enjoy it. So. is Casey, and I'm the Artistic Director for the Calgary Folk Club. We're going into our 48th season as a volunteer-run organization. We're the largest folk club in Canada, and I love being at Folk Alliance. I have missed five over the years since it started, um, and if there's anything I can do, I flew home from Australia on Monday to be here for Wednesday, so it's just, for me, it is the best shopping extravaganza ever for folk musicians. I love scouring the halls and just wandering down till something grabs my ear, pulls me in, and then I get to book them and help them move their career forward. It's just, for me, it's just a, a buzz. Love it. I ask Folk Alliance veteran Suze Casey for her best showcasing tips. Oh, thanks for asking that, Dana, because I, I used to be in charge of the showcases for the Folk Alliance. I used to do the, what was it, the one big room, like before the arc sailed. And what I used to say to people, and I, and I hold it true now, is 
list down the you know three to five things that you want people to know about you when they walk out of the room and then find your songs that fit that rather than going what songs should I sing wrong question the right question is what do I want people to know about me and then find the songs that fit that um, and that always makes for a perfect showcase the other thing is is that treat it like you're meeting your in-laws for the very first time and you want to make the very best impression ever it's not a show it is a commercial and you get 10 minutes 20 minutes whatever it is and make sure that you are grateful for that time instead of saying i only have be grateful for every moment that you've got and don't waste any of it complaining about it because it is it, it can change careers and i've seen it happen time and time again Indulge me in a quick bit of free association and give me one word that sums up showcasing for you. One adjective for showcasing. Um, luck. Intense. <laughs> um, exposure. Bewildering. Uh, chaos. One word. Love. Yeah. <laughs> Exhausting. Incredibly uh, helpful. Showcasing. Work. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> Visibility. Showcase in, in one word. Um, can I use two? <laughs> uh, showcasing in two words. Um, uh, God. It's two words. Maybe can I use three? <laughs> Unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> Meat market. All over the place. <laughs> Music. Important. One word, huh? I'm gonna say a test. Uh, sometimes fantastic. Shopping. I wanna say it's like summer camp. Winter um, camp, maybe. Yeah, winter camp, but like only the floor is fire. Overwhelming. It's uh, folk music concentrate with a dash of folk, folk music concentrate with uh, with uh, okay alright it's uh, folk concentrate <laughs> and if you'd like to practice your French my other podcast Trad Nation also available on Apple Google and Spotify etc features the Francophone interviews that were part of this podcasting adventure I'd like to thank the following folks in no particular order for their willingness to contribute to the project Mary Harris, Philippe Contré, Jessica Hayden, Gina Forsyth, Steve Winnick, Neil Copperman, Alan Gerber, the members of Gangsta Grass, Fiona Bloom, David Boulanger, Matt Milnick, Michael Jerome Brown, Andy Hillhouse, Yves Lambert, Guillaume Coulombe, Mélissande, Alex de Grosbois-Garin, Solon McDade, Heidi Fleming, Olivia Francis, the members of Kern, Elisabeth Moquin, Isaac Baudet, Jean Desrochers, April Virch, Joey Balducci, Amy Alvey, David Woodhead, Sandy Graham, Kathy Hahn, Joy Bennett, Alexi Campagne, Marie Savoilevac, Beatrix Mete, Sean Boyd, Lenny Gana, Suze Casey, Roddy Campbell, Ian Davies, Annette Balawi, Beth Cahill, Gabrielle Campagne, David Davis, André Brunette, Eric Baudry, Simon Baudry, Nicolas Bouleris, Olivier Demers, Finn McLennan Elliott, and A. Monique Clare. Podexa is a production of Visu Media, copyright Dana Whittle, all rights reserved. Recorded at Studio Visu in St. Patrick's, Quebec. Theme music by Avilda Moore, all rights reserved. Subscribe to Visu Media podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, or in your favorite podcast app. 
If you really like it, you can support Vizu Media on Patreon.com. Visit Vizu.media for show notes and info about our other podcasts. And as you can hear, je n'ai pas d'accent. This podcast is also supported by Howie and B.B. Whittle. Find a new frequency to run between you and me. Transmission fantasy. And now, another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. Marcus, what happened? I was changing my oil and I spilled some on the floor. Oh, we'll use these $50 bills to wipe it up. Perfect. Got any more? Yeah, yeah, take a couple hundred. Stop. Instead of using money, use an old rag. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. 